What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I am Mark Francis in the host seat once again, two weeks in a row. Caleb, we miss you. We love you. Come on back next week. But with us, this is the father-son duo we've been waiting for. <laughs> For you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> and um, this to my right is Ben Sanford. You've been on the podcast before. I'm excited to have you back in this rotation. How are you, Ben? Good. Doing Good. Well. Yeah. And you have the similar last name. I similar do. last yep. name. Similar. Inherited something. Kind of similar looks. It's not um, the only thing you inherited. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In- inherited. I used to have a head of hair like that too. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> and you know what you are now in for, everyone. This over here to my left, you're watching at home, right? Pastor of Discipleship, Tim Sanford. How are you? I am doing great. I'm Thanks excited to have, man, we have to just hit the elephant in the room here. I mean, this is a father-son <laughs> duo here, and I've seen you guys interact a little bit here now that, Tim, you're in town. And even in the couple minutes leading up before the recording, I think I heard the word old man come uh, out of your yeah. mouth yeah. and big bear big bear yeah are there any other um names big dog is another nickname yeah yeah, yeah. papa bear that's that's probably it that i can okay can you think of like that, yeah. okay so yeah. we'll, we'll spread yeah. spread around Father. most of the time i tolerate it you know yeah. I just kind of give the little grace going there and he's a big grace. teddy bear we were talking about this the other night yeah some me and uh and my my in-law parents they were we we're talking about you the can't little say dog these kinds of things that, on oh yeah i can <laughs> the little dog that my mom and dad own you know dad always he he's always been you know i don't like small dogs and i don't i don't want a dog in my house and if that thing is begging he's the first one to pick it up and and oh, you know nobody's yeah. paying attention to you are they it's just petting it away we're learning stuff every minute here exactly. well, some some better than others you are officially part of our fbc family so oh, we're excited mind. to have you and get back into the sermon spotlight yeah. um and, and again it's neat to see this dynamic so i'm excited to see where the conversation goes ben i'll turn to you this is uh you know week three of the of the sermon um uh, season here of what really matters in this series so i mean typically caleb or one of us will turn to you and say you know just give us a recap feel free to even say you know what what really stood out to you um i'll just open the floor and let you kick off because there's so many different topics that we can go sure so fire away with what's on your heart yeah um uh I th- I think for me, you know, this the whole series uh, that you've been teaching through, Ash and I, I've had the privilege, you know, working here. I'm listening to this three times every weekend. Yep. So <clears throat> Ash and I have had a lot of good conversations about it, specifically with regards to, like, this is stuff that you've taught my whole life. Um, it's incredible to me how often we need reminded uh, of these pretty foundational things, you know yeah. what I mean, with regards yeah. to our growth. Because we let them slip. Right. right. And and so that, man, that yep. uh, verse 17, <clears throat> that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. That foundational terminology, um, as Ash and I over the last couple of weeks have become more 
rooted and grounded slowly in those things. No, it's it's had a, a marked difference for us in terms of um, just the stuff we're dealing with, and mm-hmm. you know, with her yeah. boards exam coming up, some of the fear associated with that right. too, and right. yeah, right. Well, this is, again, just kind of giving the overview. Uh, you're looking at um, these Pauline prayers, prayers from Paul. I think you mentioned a week or two ago, there's 10 of them. Yeah. So this is the second one that you're unpacking, um, the second one even in Ephesians, in right, your, Ephesians right. 3, 14 through 21. So, um, I mean, I'll let you kind of I'll open the floor to you as well. Like what, um, <laughs> you covered a lot, um, mm-hmm. but what do you feel like maybe you, you fell short of that you wish you could unpack and yeah. and dig into that with us? Right yeah, now? Sue and I talked about that too, because every one of them, you know, with the series, the way the parameters are as far as how much time and that kind of thing, then it's like, okay, Lord, we're going to touch on these things. Yeah. But the reality of that particular prayer, each each one that we've seen in Ephesians has four specific things that he's praying about, right? So how much time can we spend on those? And Probably for me, anyways, this last one, um, you know, I hate in some ways to pick one over another because they're all extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are, at the end of the day, all things that we should be saying, Lord, these are what really matter. And so these, therefore, are what really matter to me. Mm. And I want to be pursuing them. But I do believe that the Spirit of God highlights different ones at different times in our life. And yeah. um for me, the whole subject of, um, and to know the love of Christ, hmm. like he spends quite a bit of that prayer on that subject. And I, I said that in, in one of the sessions anyways, that, um, I call it the whole of the heart there. We have holes in our heart, mm-hmm. right? One of them is the love, mm-hmm. like, and that has to be filled. But realizing that that journey for us a lot of times is a long maybe even a lifetime journey for yeah. some because of some of the struggles that we've had with um, maybe a lack of love for us, uh, a lack of expression of that, even not just a lack, but even an expression of otherwise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so beginning to learn, like, what does God really say? I remember I had this uh, lady one time in a class that I was teaching. She raised her hand and she said, I, I want to know something. She says, does God love me? She said, I know that he loves me because I'm in Christ, but does he love me as the individual? And to me, maybe I was reading in it, into it too much, but it, it spoke volumes. It's the heart. We want to know that. Does he love me? And how can we understand that? Well, oftentimes we're looking for um, what I'll call the tangibles. The, well, God does this for me, and therefore I can conclude that he loves me. Mm. The problem with that is when he doesn't do something that I think he should do, now I conclude that he doesn't love me, and mm. I can be wishy-washy mm. over all of that mm. stuff. So the heart isn't settled in it. It's still grappling and tr- still trying to figure all that out. It's not It's not in a place of saying, well, I'm the one who Jesus loved, mm. right? Like It's questioning all of that. But as we begin to understand that wait a minute, just as our parents didn't always give us everything that we ever wanted, and that was still an expression of love because they knew, for example, that wasn't maybe the best thing for us. Um, So God is much better than our parents even with that. And there's things that he holds back because he knows they're not good for us. He knows at the time he's not, whatever the case is. And I can 
over time learn that that's actual his love for me. So for that lady to ask the questions to hmm. me was like, there's a need of the heart here. And I tried to assure her through the word of God, here's what God says. But I think a lot of it is that as we um, go through life, in the journey of life, he takes his word and then he begins to work that into us yeah. so that over time we're becoming more and more convinced. Yes, he actually does love me. And circumstances don't don't create as much of a doubt in my mind over all of that stuff. I think that's huge. Honestly. And it's still the idea of knowing the yes. love of yes. God. And, yeah. and so the more we mature, the more we grow. And you said it's a lifetime. We're not right. going to fully understand it. Right. But the love, I mean, the word love, God is love. You know, right. so to, to know the love of Christ is to know God, is to understand and, and be able to receive it and then show it to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I find interesting that you're right. He does highlight love in this yes. prayer. Yeah. And, and to compare and to contrast, uh, the first prayer uh, didn't have love right. in it. So this right. is a distinguishing part of yeah. this specific prayer yeah. uh there's the idea of to know it and to that the the height and the depth and the right just the the greatness yep. and grandeur of the love of god yeah is something that yeah. will go a lifetime without really figuring that out yeah you you talked a lot in <clears throat> in you know that idea of knowing that love right you would you would go back to um this is something that the Lord has to convince our hearts of. So that, that I'd love to hear you talk more about that because there's a, I think, tendency, at least that I notice within myself, to even within that phrase, like this is something that the Lord has to, has to convince your hearts of. This is something, a work that the Lord is doing that right. we can't force. Right. My tendency is to be like, okay, well, what do I got to do to make sure that that's all? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Or or to say, well, I can't do anything, so I guess I'm just going to, yeah. Yeah. But again, I go back to that principle that we've been talking about. My thinking determines my attitude, which determines my actions. And recognizing that all of this is in the thinking realm. And so God wants to both in my in my uh, intellectual understanding, but then also in my experiential understanding impact me so that my thinking about that is right and where I then am entertaining thinking that is contrary to what God says. That lady who asked me that, does God really love me? I would say, well, the word of God clearly states that he does. So you're asking that either A, because you're not counting on what the word of God says, right? Or you're ignorant of what the word of God says, or that your circumstances in your interpretation are contrary to that. So you're placed in this position of like, well, which one am I going to believe? Right. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, so we really have to be in the word of God and hearing what he has to say about that. And that's why I was throwing out some different verses as far as like, this is a foreign kind of love that we would be called the children of God or that, that love has already been shed abroad in our hearts, according to Romans five, five, right? right. But you right. could go down the road mm-hmm. on all of this stuff. So, we want to intellectually have some level of understanding about that so that the Spirit of God, then when I begin to entertain thoughts that are contrary to that, can begin to remind us, no, wait, child, this is what my word says. This is what I've declared to be so. So now what are you going to do with that, right? And I have to begin to decide, make some choices. Am I going to land on this and settle on this or not? And then he also so graciously 
uh, brings about actual circumstances of life where he just, um, I would say, begins to overwhelm us with, wow, Lord, you don't just say that you love me, you show that you love Mm -hmm. me. And it's not always the way that I want, and I need to mature up on some of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the more I settle down on that, then the need of the heart is being met, and there's a rest that comes with the heart and a um, response now to him that is that is partnering together rather than still trying to prove this out, still trying right. to wrestle with all so, of that. So how has that looked practically for you then in you know, your 50 some years of being a believer. Yeah. Like, like I can, I can relate to that conceptually. Right. Right. I can understand that right. concept and mentally assent to it, but where does it play out? Where does it? Yeah. How has yes. it played out? And, and that's know. a thousand and one or a million and one, sure. you know, expressions of that. You have things like, um, when I sin, and I recognize the word of God says that if I agree with him about that, he forgives that, right? Like like the fellowship is restored. But I find myself then still maybe trying to do penance, trying to do something, right? That that would, um, well, yeah, I know that, but, and I really don't know it because my actions yeah. tell me I'm trying to make him uh, love me more. So I have, as I start wrestling then with that stuff, now, wait a minute, does God actually love me? And he lo- he loves me enough that when I agree with him, there's no animosity. There's no prove it out to me kind of stuff. So I begin to learn to agree with him and not um, not in a complacent kind of a way like, ah, who cares? We're going to go on and sin again. Sure. But more in a, um, uh, a, you might call it a godly remorse that comes with that. And yet it's not a guilt. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a constricting thing. He frees me up as a result of that. Well, then guess what? I, I learned to love him even more as a result of that. So there's like areas of where I sin. There's areas of where he's just, um, I can see his hand in aspects of life where there's guidance, where he um, brings me into a situation and I recognize, you know, this is God doing that. This is his work. Why? Because he loves his children and he loves to give gifts, if you want to say it that way. I say it carefully because I think, again, sometimes we feel like, um, well, that's what we want. It's a selfish, I want something from God, so I'm going to play this game in order to get from him. But the reality is, is that um, as parents, we loved you, right? So... They're past tense, loved, loved past tense. I'm thinking, of it, I'm thinking of it in the way that you were being raised. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That, no, I know, I know. Yeah, well, you caught that now. <laughs> but there's a little compliment there. He doesn't view you as a kid anymore. I mean, he That's could have true. said, That's you know. True. Yeah. yeah. But we, we, we bought things for you, right? We sure. and, and some of that was because you needed it, but some of that was just out of delight. It was just yeah. to have us to have fun seeing you have that. Like, I think of our Christmases. We... We would have Christmases where the presents just kind of surrounded this tree and the kids' <laughs> eyes would go big. And we, uh, I was going to use a statement, but it could be offensive here. <laughs> like we, we went out of our way, I'll say that way, to, to kind of express that kind of stuff. And I think that's true for God. I think that he has a heart that he delights in delighting us. Mm. He knows best when to do that, when not to do that. But 
I don't know. Those are just a couple, in my mind, little tangibles that as we're, we begin to learn, it's kind of like his love language. He speaks it to us. Now he has them all, right? We said that, but, but he's speaking all of them to us, whether it's gifts or whether it's touch or, you know, pick any one of them. Sure. He, he exhibits that. And I feel like, you know, we're honing in on this idea of love right now and question, and what if we question the love of God? We can take this response that you're giving us and apply it to anything. Are, are, are we questioning the forgiveness of God or the goodness of God or the greatness of God? Go down any of his character attributes. Yes. And, and if we start having doubt, well, what's the response? Like you just said, yeah. go to his word. Yep. Do we know his word? Yep. Are, we, are we ignorant of it? Or right. do we have other personal bents or circumstances that are outside of the word of God? Yeah. And so it's still so important to understand that, that word to know. Yes. So to know the love of God, to know the goodness yes. of God, to know the grace of God, to you go down that, and so to to dig into His Word, right, and know His character yep. is part of this prayer, right. and so that's the similarity. And if, of the prayers of Paul, you know, if we're saying, okay, he didn't really pray about love in that first prayer. In Ephesians, well, now he is. Well, go back. There's still that knowledge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, prayer mm-hmm. for the wisdom and to understand yep. who God is yep. and apply that to any circumstance yep. in life. And, and if I can put my discipleship hat on yep. to follow up with that. <clears throat> so as the Lord is teaching my heart about that or mm-hmm. a heart about that, right? And we're responding to him and growing in that. Then he begins to use us as a means mm. of that expression, right? Mm-hmm. So there's not just for me to know that he loves me, but then I have an impact with somebody else. And so, mm. you know, you talk about the love languages. Well, touch is one of them. Well, <clears throat> you know, the Lord doesn't like, oh, I just felt him touch me, right? <laughs> right? But what he does is he uses us to be an expression of that. So, okay, child, mm-hmm. I want you to go and engage with that particular child, and I want you to do that in such a way that you're communicating my love mm-hmm. for them, right? Mm-hmm. So what a thrill when you think about that, that not only is he teaching our hearts, but he's passing it through us to teach other people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that. Like that lady asked mm-hmm. me, does God love me? And I had the privilege of being the mouth of God at mm-hmm. that moment to be able to say, I can assure you beyond a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. Now, did it assure her heart? Not necessarily. I think the journey is, it's like I said uh, in one of, the, um, one of the worship services, it's like, you know, you're, you're interested in that girl and I'm your buddy and so you want me to go tell her, right? right? But at some yeah. level, you have to communicate that truth for it to really stick home. Right. The good thing is God's more than willing to do that and he's always doing that. It's not just a willingness, but he's active in that. So I can express that, but at some level, that really has to be an issue between her and the Lord as he convinces her heart and settles that down. I'll tell you, as a discipler, I'm anxious for that to happen, Mm. like in the sense of impatience, right? Kind Mm. of a deal. Where God doesn't seem to be that way. He he knows exactly what the need is, and he knows he's a perfect um, orchestrator of the events of life to bring about those truths. Mm. And we want that cleared up. At some level, like when she's asking that question, she would have loved it if I could have just snapped my fingers and boom, it's all done. But that's not how the journey goes because that's not actually what's best for her either. He has to begin to reveal to her some of the issues that are wrong in her thinking, right, that are creating some of that doubt and concern. Hmm. Begin to move that aside and, and bring his truth in there to bear on her heart so that her heart is satisfied. Ultimately then... He gets glory for that because he's the one who's accomplishing it. 
I don't get it. And it's neat you bring up discipleship because that's the growth. That's, that's the process yes. of becoming more and more like yes. Christ. And that's the result that's found here in this prayer also, yes. right? Where he gets to the point where he's filled up and that we know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of right. God. Right. That is a, that is a big thing to unpack there too. Right. Defining the fullness all, that we're filled Huge. up with all the fullness of God. Yeah. Um, yep. You probably touched on that for a couple minutes in the sermon, but right. like, what right. is? I mean, what does that? Mean? Ben, I'll ask you. What does that mean to you to be filled up with the fullness of God? <laughs> Hands off of you that. Just bounce that yeah. question back I mean, to that, you, my it's, friend. But, but it's it's the expression of God through my life, right? Like having having. Um, him dominate my thinking, dominate my my attitude, dominate my actions, where I'm trusting him to be expressed in and through my life, mm. right? So that so he's saying your version says that, or some would say so that. In other words, it's not just love for love's sake. It's so that as we are grounded in that and settled in that, and that becoming the height, the length, the depth, the width, like all aspects of life. Guess what you're going to see? The life of Christ now being displayed. Mm -hmm. So it's another expression of the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. He is, the Word of God says that He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, right? Like that's what He is. Mm -hmm. So His life then being displayed by the Spirit of God, it can't be by me, right? That's just pseudo, that's fake. But it's by a true, authentic yielding to the Spirit of God and letting Him live out the life. There's the fullness mm -hmm. that's being displayed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, well, the fullness would be like all, all attributes and aspects of God are being displayed all the time in my life. Well, that's actually not what we're talking about. But where a person can, I'll say, see in the sense of the way that you live, the way that you express yourself, all of that kind of stuff, they can say, hey, I see the Lord there. That, mm -hmm. That's an indicator of him being in control in this particular thing. You, you stop saying something, for example, that you were tempted to say, the Spirit of God challenge your heart hey son that's not that's not that's not me that's mm -hmm. not how i would say that i want you to say it this way to that person and i, I was talking to somebody uh i think it was just yesterday we were reminding of um of uh the samaritan woman at the well he spoke to her in such a way that won her heart right how did he do that uh, we want to know that answer because we want to emulate it rather than no we understand that he is full of grace and truth, right? That's what the word tells us. So when the spirit of God is going to be at work in my mouth, it's going to come out grace and it's going to come out truth. I'm not going to be speaking lies, but the truth is going to be done in such a way that there's a graciousness to that and not just a harshness. Right. That... Which means there's not necessarily room for, I feel like we're always looking for a formula. You know what right. I mean? We're always yes. looking for, if we Figure do X and Y, we'll get yes. Z. Yes. Where the reality is way more messy than that. Mm -hmm. That that displaying the life of Christ and and growing, being conformed to that image, being filled with the fullness of God is that there's no like let me just do this and then that'll happen. Right. It's a lifelong process right. that he's going to have to take. For and that's sure. a good point because I find myself trying to think of using grace and truth as an example how can i speak truth with grace to somebody and i process it and i'm like thinking about like what is the right word what are the yeah. right words to say and yeah. how can yeah. i do am i going to show this person too much grace where i need to speak truth or vice versa or yeah. Yeah, and you're right sure. ben of like you can't overthink it can't put my own <laughs> checklist on right. how am i going to do this 
it's right. through the spirit and empowerment of God yeah. to speak through you yeah. that yeah. you have to back off and say, okay, I'm going to trust God in this conversation. Or I'm going to trust God with this yeah. encounter or this confrontation yeah. or this discipleship moment and pray and know that he will then allow the words coming out of my mouth to be in grace right. and right. In, with truth. Right. And that's the only way. Because yeah. if I go through my own mental checklist of trying to figure out how am I going to have this conversation, yeah. I'm thinking of times recently with my own parents or with my own family members had some difficult conversations this past week. Yeah. And I would be processing that. And I'm like, what? I got to say it right, but I got to say it great. I'm like, nope, check myself. And so even this conversation right now is reminding me to say it all is through the spirit and the empowerment of God to be able to show the love of God or to be able to to do those things. And it's that kind of application that over many, many years, hopefully we'll figure it out a little bit more. Yeah, and (laughs) even even in that, I love what you're talking about because that's the journey, right? Right. Like there's an aspect where um, even in that, we begin to learn that um, that he's the one who really uh, has the prerogative to determine, hey, child, this is where you're trusting yourself and this is where you're trusting me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even have to be, I'll say, neurotic about that in the sense of, oh, my word, like, because then I'll never say anything and I've got to slow down my speech because sure. I got to pick yeah. every single word and because I'm in charge of that. Yeah. Right. Instead, there's a freedom to be able to speak. Okay, Lord. And it's not like some people would say, okay, you know, guard my tongue or guide my tongue. Like as if somehow this magical aura comes over us and we're going to only speak the oracles of God as the oracles of God. That's not the case. It's as I walk with him, I learn that there are times when his spirit wants, don't say that or nudges me, Mm. say that, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no, it's not a voice from heaven. Yeah. Right, it's a walk of faith. This is what I think you would have me to say, Lord. Yeah. And he might later on show me, you know what, son, that was just you. You just you thought you were pretty good, and you were going to say some smart remark, and that was really going to wow everybody. Sure. And and so you agree with him, mm-hmm. right? But you learn then as you keep walking with him that you that that he wants to be a part of that of every conversation that I have, mm-hmm. so that. Your 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 mind is fixed on him mm. rather than oh I got to get this all right and well why do I think that way is because usually it reflects on me right right I want them yeah. to think well yeah. of me well you can tell right away I'm concerned about self not concerned about God totally or different them. perspective or them or yes them. yeah, yeah I, as well <clears throat> that concept in and of itself has driven me back to prayer oftentimes like like with ash as as we'll be working through stuff and we're disagreeing and trying to figure out you know what's right and what's wrong and what's just fine either way we just have to find a compromise yeah as we'll get you know um frustrated with each other or we'll see you know from different (laughs) perspectives and we're trying to work through that i've found lately that that you know wanting to communicate graciously and wanting to communicate truth and also have a mind that's willing to to hear that same thing it's made me just approach those conversations more from okay lord i don't know the right answer to any of this necessarily so i'm just gonna trust you that that in the midst of this conversation i want to communicate a love to her and and a uh 
I want her to be convinced that I'm on her team, not right. seeking my own, right. you know, right. not and, seeking my own correctness or my own glorification or and whatever. And that's that but pray that's, without right. ceasing. Sure. You yeah. know, it's that constant yeah. dialogue yeah. with God and being mm-hmm. in right. uh, fellowship and relationship with him. And that's, I think these are practical examples of what does it look like to be filled up with all the fullness that's right. of yeah. God. Yep. To, yep. to where you yep. are fully relying and depending yep. on him. That's yep. part of what it looks like. That's right. Not, not yeah, all yeah, of it, because right. I'm, I don't even know we can comprehend what that looks like. Right. But that's a practical example. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it concludes the, in the prayer, which I wish you could have more time for just the final, <laughs> almost benediction kind of part of it, of now to him who is able to do yeah. far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And there is the phrase that I'll just ask you to give us one final thought on, because I feel like you didn't, weren't able to touch on it in the sermon, according to the power that works within us. Yeah. You know, and so you were able to unpack, and I love the the examples on the screen, and just kind of one word, one phrase yeah. at a time, really allow, allowing those words to soak in and sink in, but according to the power that works yeah. within us. Yeah. So we go back then to what we've already studied before, that the very power that raised Christ from the dead mm. is now resident within us in the mm-hmm. form of the Spirit of God. <clears throat> so he is excuse me, <clears throat> able to empower us. So again, it's, it's that concept that I had talked about as far as the bookends. Yep. These are the things that he wants to make sure that in, in saying all of this stuff, we recognize God is able to accomplish this. Yep. So what he's saying is in accordance to the power. Well, what is that? <clears throat> it's insur- like you cannot out distance that power, right? There's, there's nothing that is like, oh, well, that's outside of God's ability. It's not true. He can actually accomplish this stuff. And I think it's so challenging and good for us because we doubt these things right? Like we question them, especially when we look inside to ourselves and realize, well, it's not there for me. Like having agape love for another individual is not there for me to, to exercise. It's, it's God doing that. So I can have confidence that he is going to enable me Mm. to do those things. And and it's according to that's the power. That's the only way that we're going to be able to to achieve these right. things and have this prayer be answered. Yes. This is a Paul's prayer that we can grow in our understanding yep. and knowledge of the love of God. And, and it's through the power. It's yep. through his spirit. And that's what we're talking about, of the practical applications. That's right. right? Yep. I, it's, yep. I feel, you know, these sermon spotlights, we come to the same conclusion at the end of them practically every <laughs> single time. Um, yeah, okay. Trust in God, right? Depend yeah. on him for how yeah. you live. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's why we gather each and every week to be reminded of these things. Yes. That's why we try to flush them out with conversations like this to maybe hopefully something new, a little light bulb can pop yep. on yep. in Makes this more time of this year and this week, mm-hmm. as opposed to we might have heard it, you know, three months ago. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, people are talking to me about some of this stuff, and it is absolutely thrilling to hear that God is at work in our midst within each one of us teaching us these things. So it's not like this is just theory out there. This has yeah. practical ramifications every day, yeah. every moment of every day. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Father-son duo, we will come back to it once again. <laughs> but now I will put the challenge out. I mean, who's the typical one in the, in the sermon here at Fellowship Bible Church? Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. He has yeah, a yeah. son. 
right? Do uh. we challenge Mark to Ooh. invite Paul? <laughs> yes. Yes. Or Stephen or Sarah oh, or yeah. I mean, listen, any one of the four carry <laughs> children to, to sit here. I'll challenge. Paul cracks me. I will up, challenge man. that to happen, and we will see <laughs> if guy. they are Good just guy. as civil as you guys are. <laughs> It'll be a testament. We're to the civil family. on camera. Wait till we, <laughs> wait till we stop rolling. The family <laughs> dynamic. Well, talking about families, you know, school season is coming up very soon. Unfortunately, summer is nearing an end. August public schools come back in session, and here at Fellowship Bible Church, we have different things that are related to children and youth. Um, where I, I will just call out two different things that are coming up. I know on Wednesday, August 10th is where there's a parent and volunteer meeting on that Wednesday night for youth um, student ministries. And then on the following week, August 13th and 14th, that 14th is move up Sunday for the children. So that's kind of when you graduate from, for example, second grade to third grade and you get a chance to move up. There's also going to be a lunch on that Sunday afternoon, the 14th, for any parent with children from ages zero to fifth grade where you get a chance to interact with other families, other parents, meet some people that you don't know. And then immediately after that quick lunch will be a time for your children and you, the parents, to go meet those teachers at Fellowship Bible Church. So kind of a meet the teacher event. Oh, yeah, good. So that'll be a fun opportunity as a family to come around, meet other families, um, hear from Brian Weir, and, uh, and go meet those teachers. So put that on your calendar. Yeah. If you haven't yet, you'll be hearing more details about it. So... Ben, Tim, thanks again. Thank thanks again thanks. for being here. Caleb, come on back next week, and uh, you can tell us, fill us in all your stories over the last couple weeks. Well, the fact of the matter, guys, that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.